The His Girl Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. I'm going to be honest, it's hard to know how to start these podcasts. I haven't determined what my default intro is going to be. I kind of just jump on in and see what comes out. But anywho, how are you guys doing? It's kind of an interesting time. I'm recording this late on a Saturday night. Not just any Saturday night, but holy Saturday night. More on that in a minute. It's been a crazy month, and I apologize. You know, I was hoping to crank one of these podcasts out every other week, and I was on a roll there up until you know, earlier this month, and I got off the rhythm, just a lot of things hitting at once. It's been a very unique and and trying month, but the good thing about difficult months is that those are where the lasting lessons are, I found, and so you kind of have to roll the punches, be led by the Spirit, and just constantly have that, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? How are you trying to lead me through this? But I'm not here tonight to talk about those challenges so much as to talk about a unique revelation that I've had with respect to this Easter weekend. As many of you know, we are in the middle of one of the most profound times on the Christian calendar. Good Friday was yesterday, and Easter Resurrection Sunday is tomorrow. But perhaps you've wondered, what happened on Saturday? What did Jesus actually do? So I did some investigating, and I found that a lot of content really put the emphasis on cross and tomb, and I'm not going to say those elements, those emblems are not important. However, I think we, we overlook the hell part of the Easter story. We kind of like to skip over it, kind of just, okay, yeah, God did his thing. You know, he was just basically you know, making it a fish on every level, you know, let's just get to the heaven part. Well, I think we do ourselves a disservice. We do our walk with a disservice. We, we, we do freedom a disservice when we neglect to really ponder, really meditate, soak in what Jesus did in hell on what we call Holy Saturday. I mean, there's a reason why it's called that, as I alluded to earlier in this podcast. So we have Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. Let's talk about the middle day. Let's talk about the significance of today. But first, I want to start with a story. And this was a story that was relayed to me by a colleague at work. He's bivocational like me. He pastors a small Cumberland Presbyterian church over on the plateau. And uh, he was going to use this for a sermon. So I was like, well, what's the story? And he, and he, and he told me, and I'm like, that's really good. You got to send it to me. Because I found that there's certain elements of the story that connect to the as for mentioned, Revelation. I'm going to get to that all in the next few minutes here. But I want to talk about the story of Rabbi Schachter. This rabbi in his early mid-20s, and he was the first Jewish chaplain to come over from the States and be utilized in a certain role. And just for context, Nazis have been defeated, and General George Patton one of the biggest U.S. military heroes ever. He brought this Jewish chaplain over with him because he knew 
while the captives of these concentration camps were free, a lot of them were having a hard time letting go, having a hard time leaving. And Patton, in all his might and all his strength, you know, he, he realized he couldn't do it by himself. So he had the discernment, he had the, he had the wisdom, the brilliance to invite Rabbi Schachter with him to Buchenwald. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's a, one of those famous concentration cha- uh, camps. And so we're in this scene where the camp has been liberated. Patton brings the rabbi over, and he's surveying the horror where hundreds of starving men are piled in their bunks from floor to ceiling. They had already been free, but they remained numb in their barracks. And the reason why they were numb had to do with the uniform. They saw a new suit, and they thought, well, a new suit just means new oppression and new abuse. Why leave camp to be battered and beaten again? they already been down that road before. So Rabbi Schachter, he's taken all this in, just appalled, like everyone else, I'm sure, who hadn't been there. But eventually he knew he had one thing to do. Like He was brought in for one purpose. So suddenly the silence breaks, and Rabbi Schachter says, Peace be unto you, Jews. You are free. Slowly but surely, reality sets in. Those sweet words of freedom spoken by one they now knew to be their own. And the only one who could convince them they were truly free. I thought that was a very powerful story that ties into Easter, believe it or not. Because I don't know about you. I, you know, some of you hearing this, like the prisoners, you're desperate for release. You're hungry for life. But past defeats and present turmoil have stalemated you. Perhaps some of you feel like a car in neutral and you're on this incline, so you're going somewhere, but deep down you feel inert. You feel stuck as life seemingly passes you by. If you could relate, I want to encourage you tonight to consider what today stands for. For once upon a time, Jesus felt the same way you did. Nailed to a tree, he took every fear every hate and dirty little secret upon himself, dying for the redemption of man. But that was almost 2,000 years ago yesterday. And we're talking about today and its significance, which I submit is often lost in the shadow of the cross. For while Jesus atoned our sins on Friday, It wasn't until Saturday he ensured we could live truly free from them. Granted, Jesus redeemed us from sin after judicially becoming it, but he knew sin had to go somewhere at some point. Thus, with the joy still set before him, the same joy that was before him when he endured the cross, as Hebrews 12.2 testifies, he carried our sin to hell. He bore it on his back. 
so we could permanently be undefined by it. I think it's really important to get the contrast between redeemed and undefined. But more on that in just a sec. Unfortunately for many of us, like the captives at Buchenwald, we base our identity in past and present circumstance. We know it's for freedom Christ has set us free. However, we're still a little skeptical, a little apprehensive, thinking it's somehow going to disappoint in the hell of the moment. However, when we remember Saturday, the day Jesus ripped the gates off Hades' hinges, deposited our sins, all our warts, every shortcoming, past, present, and future, and withdrew keys to our victory. When we remember Saturday, we ultimately find freedom in full, where sin is not only confessed and repented, but renounced so we can be free from its power. For while we're cleansed through confession and repositioned through repentance, it's not until we renounce sin we begin walking in freedom's direction. This has profound implications for us. I know for me, if I were to tally the amount of times I confess my sins versus repent of my sins, I confess a lot more than I repent, and I surely repent a lot more than I renounce. Renounce is like, just like Saturday, it's like the forgotten part in the freedom process. I think a lot of us do a good job acknowledging, at least, our shortcomings to God. We're, will, we're willing and we're able to get real with ourselves and at least start the journey. But, you know, if you, if you want to visualize the confession part, that's, that's getting clean before God. But even prisoners can be soaked down. You know what I mean? Even captives in a concentration camp could be showered. You know what I mean? So that doesn't move us anywhere. When you repent our sins, we turn around. We do a 180. We are repositioned ultimately. We're looking in the right direction at that point. However, if we want to get that momentum and start moving in the right direction, we have to renounce the principalities that bind us, that seek to dominate. We have to resist their authority and their power and their control. And that gets into the the nuts and bolts of spiritual warfare. But I really feel like we have to understand that Jesus went down to Hades. He went down to hell and he took back what was stolen from us. And he also obtained the keys to our full freedom so that we ultimately wouldn't be defined by it. And that's what I mean by grasping the entire Easter story, not just parts of it. Because a lot of you are thirsty for breakthrough. And we are quick to remember Christ shed his blood for us. We take communion a lot and we focus about that part uh, so that we can be cleansed. But he also unlocked freedom's door so your struggle and your shortcoming would not define you. You see, the captives of Buchenwald, their identity was, they were defeated. That was their identity. They were still bound in their minds. And even though they had been set free, it's like there was this doubt, this lack of trust. They couldn't believe it. They hadn't been in position to believe it. But you know what? For us, 
we have to believe of what Jesus did in hell that day, that Saturday. Because you know what? There are going to be times you feel like a hesitant hostage or a fighter with the wind knocked out. However, once you receive the power Christ bought you on Saturday, you'll find the freedom and the strength and abundance. What you need to renounce the bondage of sin's baggage. Regardless of where you're at this Easter, we got to remember that freedom is more than a cleansing term. It's an identity term. Hence why we have every reason to rest in Rabbi Schachter's charge. That's now 73 years in the making. Peace be upon you all. You are free. So I'm going to pray in closing here. And I want you guys to just kind of close your eyes and get still before God. And just position yourself to absorb this in. Lord, we thank you for the amazing work you did on the cross. And we thank you that we're just moments away from celebrating the new life that you, you gave us. That's represented by the empty tomb and you're, you, know, you being alive again. And that you can be alive in us. But Lord, we know that a lot of us were still bound, just like the captives and the prisoners of Buchenwald. We're still slaves in our mind in certain places. And we haven't acknowledged you as Lord and Savior of every place in our lives. Maybe we get the Lord part, but the Savior part, you know, in our minds, like, well, we just we think we're not going to be able to overcome this. This is just too great a burden. It's mine to bear. We take things upon ourselves because we feel unworthy. We feel guilty. We feel ashamed. But you took that all on the cross. Who are we to overstep our boundaries and, you know, let alone being redundant? We decide to lay down every fear every concern, anxiety, every doubt, even the confusion. We may feel like we have some legit questions and we're working on them (laughs) in the back of our minds. We lay it down all. We surrender all in this moment. Knowing that you made a way for us to be right with you so that we can take the good news, the light of the gospel, and we can bring it into every space that you lead us in. We don't want to just embrace freedom in part this Easter. We want to embrace it in full. And we do that by not only remembering what you did on Friday and Sunday, but on Saturday as well. So we just say, yes, Lord, I surrender all. We, we, we lift out our, up our hands. We, we lift out our hands and we just cry out, Abba, Father. You are our Jehovah God. Do you grant us everything we need for goodness and godliness? And we acknowledge your sovereignty, the vastness of your power. Specifically, the power that leads to victory in Christ and freedom by the Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory and praise.
and th- and we thank you. We end this prayer with gratitude on our lips that again you went down the hill and you deposited our sins and you withdrew keys so that we could see ourselves as forgiven, that we could see that that's who we are. We are forgiven. That's our identity in Christ. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for all the good things you do for us. I pray a blessing and a covering over all who are listening to this podcast. I pray that you'll go with them, take them to that next level that they're seeking to reach. I pray that you'll grant them the desires of your hearts and that you will start to align in greater measure their hungers to your will. Purify our desires and our intentions, our priorities in this day, in this time, in this season. We give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, I appreciate you listening. I know I went a little bit over here, but I just really felt like there were some things that I needed to say in light of both the story and the the theology. So I hope you guys have an amazing Easter Sunday. I may post this after, but at least you know, like I'm verbally timestamping this. This was done. I'm wrapping this up here at 9.51 on a Saturday night. Thank you, guys. I will hope to get another podcast out sometime in mid-April, and I'll catch you on the fry. Peace.